This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the grains. New Orleans appeared to have lucked out as Hurricane Sally's landfall shifted eastward in the Gulf. It also slowed, which means that it can grind away and dump enormous amounts of rain. We have a very complicated and diverse set of weather conditions impacting the country, all of which seem to be pretty much locked in, waiting for the change in seasons to move them on. We have a red to orange tinge to our sun in a hazy sky from the fires in the west. That is a bit apocalyptic. Our climatologist warned that the recent rains in our region would not be a drought buster, and this time he was right. The hurricanes are not pushing moisture north into the western Corn Belt. It will be a dry harvest, as we have experienced here in many years. At some point, this will become concern over the lack of subsoil moisture recharge for the next crop year. September corn had a high at 366 and three quarters before expiring at 357 and a half on Monday. December corn then set back to close the continuation chart gap on turnaround Tuesday. Some were wondering why the corn market did not respond to the news that the SREs were being rejected. That may be because when you put it all together, if refineries are reimbursed with taxpayer cash that they can use to buy RINs, not one additional gallon of ethanol may be blended as a result. It is just political kabuki theater designed to take advantage of most farmers' limited understanding of how the RFS works. The whole point is to get refineries to blend ethanol. And if you put the whole policy together as to what's being done here, that may not happen. The ethanol industry is again caught, forced to praise the president for what may be ineffectual ethanol policy. September soybeans had a high of 1019 when they expired, which would require a new high for the move from the November soybean contract to cover that. New export sales to China are being announced almost daily. The August NOPA crush was 165 million bushels when the trade was looking for 169.5. Crushers have been bidding up for old crop soybeans like they did not have them. This report suggests that was true. They did not have them, so that's why they did not crush them. I doubt that it is a sign of weak demand. Bayer made more progress in its legal settlement with Roundup class action lawyers. They have reportedly settled the case with 47,000 suits. I did not know there were so many. Test cases scheduled to advance to court were settled, so they are getting close to wrapping this up. No word what the final bill for Bayer is. The original total was $11 billion, but divided by 47000 is only $23,404 each, and the lawyers took 30 to 40% of that. The good news is that we get to still use Roundup as the FDA and EPA say that it is safe. There was negotiation over a fund to settle future cases. The object of the company was to define and limit its liability. On the cattle. Cattlefax says that cattle on feed September 1st was the largest for the month on record. There are 19% more cattle on feed 150 days or longer, which translates to a 910-pound carcass weight up 24 pounds above last year. That's a lot of choice prime-grade beef. The beef product market continues to try to find where the interest in beef resurfaces as the Labor Day bubble in the product market deflates. The choice select spreads back to $10. The hamburger market has gone full circle. Before beef prices soared earlier this year, 
I had noted that tubes of 80-20 lean hamburger were a cheap $1.99 a pound. I think they were a triple at that at one point. Fairway now has them featured for $1.99 a pound again with a limit of two. Cow prices have come down and so has hamburger. I do not think that the rains that we have gotten are going to do a lot to freshen fall pastures. Creighton meteorologist Art Douglas looks for a dry fall in the heartland. It couldn't be much drier in the western U.S. than being on fire. Millions of acres are being destroyed. The La Nina is cool water in the mid-Pacific, but it pushed warm water into the North Pacific off the coast of California. That is feeding the drought on the west coast. The La Nina typically dries out the southeast U.S., but we have a daisy chain of hurricanes lined up to counter it. 10 to 20 inches of water in a deluge does not do range and pasture conditions much good either. Hay supplies can be depleted fast. Ample feeder cattle supplies will persist as feedlots are the source of feed and water. October coming up is pork month. So between strong domestic features and strong exports to China, pork demand should stay good. Some of this demand has been price sensitive. Mexico buys cheap ham and stops when it's not. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 